I acknowledge your presence, God, in this place. And God, I thank you, God, that because your presence is here, healing is here, deliverance is here, peace is here, joy is here, prosperity is here, God. So we just thank you for being here amongst us today. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us into all truth. Reveal unto us today, Holy Spirit. Bring back to our remembrance what was spoken unto us through the word. And I thank you, Father, that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise through this word on today. And Father, I thank you that this word becomes a fire that devours everything around us. It becomes a hammer which break the rocks into pieces. And I thank you that this word is a two-edged sword. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's see what the spirit of the Lord has to say unto us today, amen. I pray that our hearts are open and receptive to receive what God is saying unto you today. Go with me to 1 John, the 5th chapter, verse 4. Hallelujah for the word. 1 John, the 5th chapter, verse 4. Thank you, Lord, for the word on this morning. And the word of God read. 1 John, the fifth chapter, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Let me read it again. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. You may be seated. I want to talk about faith overcomes the world. Faith overcomes the world. Um, God had impressed in my heart to talk about faith and basically what faith is and what faith is not. But before I, I get into all of that, um, that first part of that verse says that for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. So that's whatsoever, whosoever, that's individually. If you are born of God, meaning that if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, you're born from above and not born from this earth. So that means that you are a world overcomer. And we know that there's a lot of things that go on in the world. And we are world overcomers not because of what we have done, but it is because of what Jesus have done on our behalf. So when we go to John 16:33, Jesus was um, going to be with the Father. And before he went to be with the Father, he was encouraging his disciples. And he was telling them that in me, you will have peace. And I had to stop right there when he said, in me, you will have peace. Now, there's a world kind of peace. He said, the peace I leave with you, the peace I give unto you, not as the world give unto you. So the kind of peace that he gives us is a peace that brings us prosperity. It brings us safety. It brings us deliverance. It brings us healing and his peace bring us these things in the midst of situations when we don't know how we're going to make it or how we're going to get through it. See, the world peace that 
the world has determines on what you do or how you do it. You know, we do stuff to try to have peace. We do stuff to make people happy to get peace. You know, men, some of y'all may agree with me. You know, you do stuff for your wife, not because you want to do it, but you do it because you want peace in your house. I ain't talking about that kind of peace. I'm talking about the peace that God gives us that passes all understanding that will guard our heart and our minds through Christ Jesus. And this peace comes with not being anxious, not being worried. So when we have the peace of God, this peace that he give us is an inner peace that comes through Jesus Christ. So if you are born again, you can have an inner peace. And it comes through Jesus Christ because that's part of the fruit of the spirit. So even in the midst of the storms, y'all, even when the storms are raging, we can have peace. This is why when they was on that boat and the storm was raging and Jesus was at sleep, asleep. But when they woke him up, Jesus said, peace be still. So even if you're in the midst of a storm and it don't look like things are working out in your life, you can begin to speak peace over that situation. And that peace of God that's on the inside of you gives you peace even in the midst of sickness, even in the midst of looking like you don't have enough, even in the midst of adversity, you can have that peace that God gives you. And some people would say, how can you be at peace? When this is going on in your life, and how do we answer them? My peace don't come from me. My peace ain't a world's peace. My peace ain't waiting for something to get fixed. My peace come from God and God alone. So whatever is going on around me, I can have peace because I trust him. Because I know that he's in me and I'm in him. Come on, do you have that kind of peace on this morning? That when it don't look like the bills are going to get paid, you still at peace because you know who lives on the inside of you. So Jesus said that in me, you're going to have peace. So anybody that's outside of him, you don't have that kind of peace that he gives us. So the kind of peace that he gives us, he said, I will keep you in perfect peace. Who mine is stayed on me. And your mind is stayed on him because you trust in him. Now this is not a thing that you try to go do when something is happening. This is what you do on a daily basis. When you get into the word of God, you're entering his peace. You're entering his rest. So before something pop up in your life, you still at peace because you know who you are in Christ and you know who you belong to. So we don't wait until adversity come. We don't wait to a storm come. We continually stay in the word of God, knowing that whatever comes, I'm going to still be at peace because I'm in him and he's in me so that's the first thing that Jesus began to tell them he said that your peace is in me see those disciples they were um getting troubled he was saying let not your heart be troubled because he was going away he was not going to be with the disciples but at that time he said I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is going to be your comforter he's going to be your teacher he's going to be the one that walk alongside of you just like I did so after he told them that in me, you might have peace, then he gets to the next verse and he says that in the world, you're going to have tribulation. 
This is what he's saying. He say, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. You shall have tribulation. He's letting them know. Y'all, as long as we're in this world, we're going to have anguish. We're going to have some burdens. We're going to have some sorrows. We're going to have some trouble. He say, in this world, you will have tribulations. So I want to ask you, what make you think just because you're born again, you're not going to have tribulations? Now, before he even told them they were going to have tribulations, he made it known, as long as you're in me, you're going to have peace in the midst of that anguish, in the midst of those burdens, in the midst of that sorrow. He said, in the midst of that trouble, in the midst of whatever is going on, he said, you're still going to have peace in me. But he said, you're going to have tribulation in the world. He said, tribulation is going to come. Some of us think, truly, when I first got born again, I thought, that I can do this, nothing of this is coming my way, da 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 But when I start growing in Christ, I realize things come your way to test you, to prove you, to let you know who you are now that you're in Christ. And you don't have to accept those things that are coming your way. So he said, in the world, you shall have tribulations. But then after he said that, he said, but be of a good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. That means that Jesus said, I have conquered the world. I have defeated the world. So when anguish come in our lives, when trouble come in our lives, when we're burdened, when we have sorrows, we need to be giving God glory because we said he's already overcome all this. And knowing that he's already overcome all this, I am victorious in him. I'm not a victim. I am victorious because of what he has done. So this is why when that verse says that, if you are born of God that you are a world overcomer you are a world overcomer because of Jesus Christ it's nothing that you can do to overcome the world it's what he has already done so we have to know today that we are world overcomers so I went over those two verses to let you know that we are world overcomers because of Jesus Christ look at your neighbor and say you can take rest You can be at peace if you're born again. That's the key. If you're born again, and if you know that you're born again, you can be at rest because everything has been done through Christ Jesus. So he has conquered everything. He has defeated everything on our behalf. I had to put that out there because when I'm going to talk about faith, you're going to understand where I'm coming from. Go back. We're still at 1 John 5, 4. It says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. But this is the key. And it says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. It means that faith is what helps you overcome the world. And the faith that we have, y'all, is not a natural faith. It's not a faith that is based on your five senses. See, this is what we do when it comes to faith. When it comes to faith, we try to act like something is not so, so it can become so. Let me say it again. We try to make something that we don't want to be so to, let me, let me rephrase it. I want to make sure we get it right. I'll put it this way. If you have a cold and somebody say you're sick, you say, no, I'm not sick. That's a lie. You do not deny physical to get supernatural 
because physical is what it is. And see, you got to understand that whatever is happening in the physical is what's happening in the physical. But this is what you don't do. I don't have to accept the cold, even though I have the cold. I don't have to accept it because Jesus already defeated it. So by Jesus Christ, I'm already healed. So what people are doing with faith, they're trying to deny their symptoms to say, I don't have the symptoms. You don't deny that you don't have it. You don't deny the physical because we're in a physical world. That's just like saying um, there's a car there, but there's not really a car there. But I'm looking at the car. This is what we do. We'll look at people. You sneeze. Oh, you're coming down with something. No, I'm not. Fact is, I'm sneezing. Fact is, a cold is trying to come on. But let me tell you what truth said this morning. See, this is what we got to do. What we're trying to do is to deny what's happening to make something happen. You don't do that. You don't have to do that. Let me tell you why you don't have to do that. It's because, I want y'all to check this out. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Is that what the word of God says? Now understand, in the beginning, God created it. Why did God create? Because it was nothing there. And God was there before creation. So that means that God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So what am I saying? I'm saying this, that the supernatural, the spiritual, exceeds the physical. Meaning that when something goes on in the physical, we should say, no, the supernatural has overpowered the physical because it took the supernatural to bring the physical in existence. I want y'all to get it. I want y'all to get it. God is a spirit. God created the heavens and the earth by speaking them into existence, right? He did that. So he had to speak into existence that was not there, bringing something. He made something out of what? Nothing. So everything that you see was made by what was spoken out of the breath of God. So if something is going on in your life, you should look at it like this. Supernatural, super exceed natural. So that means the physical ain't got nothing on my supernatural. So if you know who you are, you are a supernatural being. You don't act upon physical because you're supernatural. So if something is happening in the physical, you don't focus on physical. You focus on supernatural. That's what faith is. Faith is not denying that there's no problem. Faith don't deny that there ain't no problem. See, our thing is we deny, oh, I got a, my hip is hurting. Oh, my hip ain't hurting. You walking like my hip is just fine. Well, why are you walking like that? I'm healed. Truth of the matter is, yes, my hip is hurting, but the word of God said by Jesus Christ, I was already healed. So I ain't going on my hip hurting. I'm going on what the word of God has spoken unto me. Quit denying it because you telling a tale. See, we're disowning what's going on. We need to say, this is what's going on in the physical, but I'm no physical being. I'm a supernatural being. So even though this is going on in the physical, I'm going to act supernaturally by the word of God. This is how we're supposed to do it. But we get so super saved, we all can't even lift up our head. I ain't sick. Ain't nothing going on with me. 
and, and then you'd be talking all this stuff. But what you need to know is who you are now that you're in Christ. See, who you are now that you're in Christ supersede physical. And if you would get that, you would see manifestation coming because this is what faith is. The Bible said now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope means future. So that means if it's the substance, it's the assurance of things that I'm hoping for. It is the title deed. I'll give you an example. You have a car. You drive in that car. There's payments on that car, right? So that car really ain't chores until you get the title in your hand, right? People say, this is my car. But if you're making payments on it and you missing payments, they can come snatch that car because the car ain't really yours. You just drive in that car until you pay for it. Is that not right? But this is what faith is. Faith is the assurance. It's the title deed that I have what I'm hoping for. And it is the proof, the evidence of things not yet seen. So I don't have to see it, Teresa, to believe that I have it. I just live by what I know. See, this is the problem. Your faith is your assurance that you have every promise that God has said. That's your assurance. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed. It is the evidence, the proof of things that I don't see. See, some people are waiting to see it to believe it. See, we don't supposed to say I got to see it to believe it. I have it right now and I don't have to see physical to know I already have it because it's already in the spirit. See, when you believe in what's already in the spirit, that's what you stand on because it's already done. The Bible said he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Everything we have and what we're blessed with is in heavenly places. It's in the supernatural realm. How do we bring it out of the supernatural realm? By believing that we have what the words say we have without trying to make something happen. We know that it's already happened. So you can't go on your five senses. You can't go on how you feel to say God ain't done it. You got to go on what he said. Yes, my finances is toe up, but to God be the glory. You know, I have everything I need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm not saying it to get it. it. I'm saying it because I already have it. See, you don't say stuff to get stuff. You say it because you know it already belonged to you. It's too many people saying stuff, but don't believe it. Paul say, I only speak what I believe. So when you speaking, you believing in what you're saying and you're saying, I'll give you an example. There was this lady for three years. She had a gorter on her neck. The first year she stood up and she said, by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. I'm healed of this gorter. Second year she come in, she was saying the same thing. So they were looking at the gorda and said, she's not healed. The gorda is still there. This lady is crazy. Third year she come in, the gorda was still there. So they told her, you can't get up and testify no more. Because you're lying now. We see the gorda. So why are you testifying? She left there and she said, God, I know you already healed me. She said, even though the gorda is there, I know that I'm already the healed of the Lord. Just because that's there in the physical, that does not mean that you haven't already done it. But because of them not believing, God manifests yourself. Woman walked in there the next time, gorda was gone. 
See, she wasn't waiting on something to leave to know that she was healed. See, we wait on something to stop before we say we healed already. We wait on our finances to look great before we say that we have more than enough. That's not faith. Faith say I have it even though it's tore up. See, that's how we overcome the world through faith. Even though things are tore up in this world, look, I'm living in this world, but I'm not of this world. So I don't have to accept what physical is doing because I'm supernatural. This is where we miss it at. And this is how the word come in play. I'm going to give you another example in the word of God in John 20. We see that the disciples, they saw Jesus. Jesus walked in and he showed them the nail prints that was in his um, hands. He showed, showed them how he was, you know, pierced in his side. So they saw this. The disciples saw all this. So, of course, they're saying, oh, this is Jesus. But it was one that was not in the room when Jesus showed up. And his name was Thomas. So what they did, they say, Thomas, we saw the Lord. Thomas said, unless I see the nail prints in his hands and touch the nail prints in his hands and in his side, I will not believe. So Jesus showed up eight days later and he spoke to Thomas. He said, Thomas, see the nail prints in my hand. See where they have pierced me in my side. And he said, don't be fearful, but believing. So after he said that, he said, Thomas said, oh, Lord, my God, he believed it was him because that's what he saw physically. But then Jesus turned around and said, Thomas, blessed, happy, fortunate are those who have not seen, but yet still believe. So that's what faith is. I don't have to see it to know that it's his word and it's true. So we wait on to see physically before we believe it supernaturally. That's not faith. Anything that you can see physically, you can see that chair, you can sit down in that chair. But if somebody blindfold you and say, take a seat, and you're taking a seat, you're doing something that you cannot see. So faith is in the unseen not in the scene. That's the kind of faith that we have. So God was taking me back and he was having me to look at Abraham. Y'all know Abraham and Sarah, we talk about them all the time. And the reason being because they're left for an example to let us know this is how we supposed to operate in the here and now. God did not wait until Sarah, God waited until Sarah and Abraham was old to give them a child because that's an impossible thing. Meaning that's something that man could not do. So God waited until they got way up into the years. But the thing was, Abraham had to believe God in spite of what his body couldn't do. In spite of Sarah being um, barren, he still had to trust God. Y'all, this is what faith is. In the natural, he knew this could not happen naturally. But he was so in tune with God, so in tune with his word, so in tune with truth. He said, God, if you said it, I know it's already done. And I don't have to go check it out. I don't have to go to nobody and say, is it there yet? Because I know what you said. See, faith don't go to a doctor and say, show me it's gone. Faith says, I know it's gone. I don't need proof of them telling me it's gone. See, this is what we do. We want man to verify 
what God said. But God said, can you trust me without man being in it? Abraham them had to trust God without man being in it. God said, Abraham, this is the covenant I made with you. See, God had to put Abraham to sleep for that covenant. He said, because the covenant I'm making with you, Abraham, you ain't going to have nothing to do with it. He said, that's the problem with man. We want a part in what God is doing. The only part that we have to play is believing in what he's already done, y'all. Because when we put our hands in it, that means we're not trusting God to do what he said. That ain't faith. This is what God does. He wait until something is so tore up that everybody tried it and it ain't working. But he'll send somebody in there, y'all, that's operating in faith. And by them trusting and relying on him, even though it looked like a dead situation, God said, I'm going to bring life through that situation through you. You're going to have some trials. You're going to have some tribulations, Miss Mary. It's going to look like it ain't working. But if you stand and know what I said has already worked, I'm allow you to see the outcome even while it's tore up. That's what faith is. If God puts you in good situation, how are you going to see the hands of God? See, we want so many good situations. Oh, this is God. This is God. No, everything, y'all, that look good ain't good. Because the devil come as an angel of light. But when he puts you in a bad place, and guess what, y'all? God ain't going to put you nowhere without protection. God will protect you. He will be there for you. This is why he said, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide up under the shadows of the Almighty. See, this is the thing. When he puts you in that place, he putting you in that place to trust him and not even in your own ability. Sometimes we say, God, why have I been put in this situation? He said, because you are overcomer. You are world overcomer. And you overcome the world by faith. So I'm going to show you day by day what you need to do and how you need to do until completion. And that's why the Bible say, and this is the confidence that I have in him. So you got to have confidence. You got to have assurance in him that knowing God, I'm not put here for no reason. I'm put here for you to manifest yourself, to let people know that you're God. Let me tell you something. Paul and Silas, they were out doing the work of the Lord, y'all. They had tribulations, they had trials, they had burdens, they had sorrows. Come on, they was delivering a girl uh, from the spirit of divination. And guess what? The man that owned this, this girl, he was mad because he said, you messing with my money. And if you messing with my money, I'm going to mess with you. Paul and Silas got beat. They got put in prison, but prison couldn't hold them. And the reason why prison couldn't hold them, because they knew God. They had faith in God and not in themselves. And that's why they began to praise God. Who praised God in prison? Who praised God when you beat? Who praised God when you broke? They began to praise God, even though they were in lockdown. They began to praise him. They began to pray. They began to be on one accord. And the Bible say a suddenly happened. See, that was world overcoming faith. That was faith overcoming what the world was doing unto them. But they didn't let their situation stop who they were in him. 
And as they begin to do all that, the Bible says that suddenly there was an earthquake and the prison doors opened. The shackles was loose, not only for them, y'all, but for everybody that was amongst them. So what am I saying? God is not going to leave you there alone. When you go through the whole Bible, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, look what happened to them. They said, I'm not bowing down. I'm not bowing down to that image because I know what the word tells me. See, they was operating in faith, y'all. They was operating in the unseen. They were speaking those things that be not as though they were. They were honoring God's word. When you honor God, God honors you. So y'all know what happened in that fiery furnace. They made it seven times as hot. How many been in a situation and seem like the more you trust God, the hotter it got? The more you say God can, God will, it's already done, the hotter it got. But you kept standing and say, God, this is what you said. And God, I'm going to stand on what you said. Even though I feel like, God, I'm not going to make it. I ain't going on my own strength, God. You're my present help even in the time of trouble. God, your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Your grace is sufficient for me even in this situation. So, God, I'm going to stand. I'm not going to be moved, God. Even though the winds are blowing, even though the storms is coming, I'm going to be like a tree planted beside the rivers of living waters. And, God, I'm going to bring forth fruit God even in due season so I'm gonna stand doing all I'm gonna continue to stand because this is what you said I'm only going on you and not myself myself die today because I've been crucified with Christ it's no longer I who live but it's Christ who lives in me so God you're not gonna be made ashamed of have you not said it shall you not do it have you not spoken it shall you not make it good God that's your word you are God not man and you shall not lie neither the son of man that you shall repent God you don't change your mind so you have your angels surrounding me guarding me and I shall not be moved because this is what you said That's what we do. That's what faith does. Faith ain't moved on circumstances. Faith stands on God's word. And this is what all his people did in the word of God. Y'all think that your money ain't going to be funny sometime and you paying your tithes? Yeah. It's going to be funny. But you got a word from the Lord. You got a word. He said, if you bring your money to the storehouse, there's going to always be meat in your house. That's the word. So when it looked like it's getting low, so wait a minute. I have a promise. Even though my bank account shows no money in the natural, I'm supernaturally blessed. So I have everything that I need. So I'm speaking money cometh right now. And I'm not saying it just to get it. I'm saying it because it's already mine. I'm saying what belongs. Do you know what belongs to you? See, that's why God spoke those things that be not as though they were. Y'all, when I was thinking about that thing and I would go outside and I would look around, I said, wait a minute. You wasn't here. Until you were spoken to. Think about it. 
heaven and earth wasn't here until the spirit of the living God spoke it to be here. The Bible says that we have to understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, but it was through faith that it was done. God didn't have to see it first for it to already manifest because he knew what was already here before it was here. And see, this is why the word, y'all, is our spiritual mirror. We have to go into the word because that's who we are. When we go into the word, we know who we are. We cannot live outside the world and expect to bring super into natural. You have to take the word of God to do it. We, we keep uh, quoting scriptures. I have more than enough. I have abundance and I have no lack. But you got to cooperate with spiritual laws. You got to go into the word of God and know what the word of God tell you to do. And guess what? If you in the word of God, the Holy Spirit will remind you what the word is saying for you this day. I remember years ago when I was going through depression, I would think days ahead. I would even think years ahead. But I remember when I started getting into the word of God, God said, take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow will take care of itself. So that thing kept ringing and ringing and ringing. And I'm saying, well, God, I don't want tomorrow to be like it is today. God said, I have made what need to be in this day for you already in this day. So I want you to focus on the day that you're in. And as you focus on this day that you're in, thank me for everything that I have already provided for this day. Yet you don't see it. When you begin to thank me and have faith in what I already done, you will be living out this day. And then when you get into tomorrow, you can say, God, you have already blessed this day. Oh, y'all, he already set it up. But the enemy want us to go way out there. Well, what if this don't happen? Well, what if that happened? I don't know what I'm going to do. I ain't have enough this day. I know I ain't going to have enough tomorrow. That's not faith. Faith is believing God. That he's already done what he said he's going to done. And God, I don't have to see it to believe it. Because if you said it's mine, it's already mine. Then he reminded me of this. He began to take me back through the word. And I love it when God, you go over something and God said, I'm going to take you back there. I want to take you on a journey. And he reminded me again of the woman with the issue of blood. Now we're talking about faith here. That woman did not deny she had an issue. Anywhere in the Bible did you see where that woman said, I don't have an issue of blood? Anybody? The Bible plainly states this woman had an issue. If we're supposed to deny our issues, why didn't they just say a woman thought she had an issue of blood? But she went to Jesus. It said the woman had an issue of blood. The reason why the Bible put that there is to let you know, I'm going to show you how the supernatural is going to exceed the natural because you don't deny what's happening in the natural so this woman knew she had an issue she went to physicians she spent all of her money on this issue but she still had the issue so the bible say one day she heard faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of god so one day she heard about jesus and when she heard about jesus she accepted it for herself and when she heard about Jesus she said if I could just touch 
the hem. Oh, can I have a, a, a blanket? She said, if I, it was personal, y'all. You got to make this personal. You can't go on nobody else. You got to make it personal for yourself. See, our problem is we're trying to get something that somebody else already have, but we ain't in the word for ourselves to know what we have. So she said, if I could just touch. Now, remember, this lady is coming on the scene with an issue. She didn't deny the issue, but guess what she said? This issue is not going to overcome me because she knew that she did not supposed to be in public with that issue. But she had so much faith and trust in God. She said, I ain't worrying about people. I ain't worrying about how they perceive me. I ain't worrying about what the law said because I'm going to get some grace. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Law said you're going to get stoned. If you're out here, you don't supposed to be out here. You don't supposed to be amongst us. But she said, because I'm going to get some grace, it's going to surpass what law is saying. So she went in there and she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She said, I just need a touch. That's all I need. Guess what, y'all? She come up now, understand the hem of what he had on. It was low. So she had to get low. Some of us don't want to go low. We don't want to humble ourselves. We want people to look at us like we so superior. We too good to press our way through. I ain't never had to work for nothing. And I ain't working for nothing now. She didn't have to work for it. She just had to believe in what she's already had. Because she heard the good news about Jesus. So she said if I could just touch the hem of his garment. And God is showing me something. The hem represent the word. That's him. That's the word of God. Now, I want y'all to see this. There were a lot of people around Jesus, a lot of them, trying to get to Jesus. Some of them was right up to his face, but they weren't operating in faith. Come on, right up to his face, but they weren't operating in faith. But this woman was pressing her way through. See, when you get in the word, there's a press. See, some of us don't want to press when it comes to the word. We give up on those thou's and yeas and yees and all of that. We ain't got time for that. But when you press your way through and you begin to meditate on that word, I believe she began to meditate if I can touch, if I could just get hold of that word. That's what she believed. I shall be made whole. When she got to the word, she pressed in and she touched it for herself. Guess what? Jesus immediately said, who touched me? He said, who touched me? Now think about all them people around him, Julia. I would have been like them disciples. What you mean who touched you? All these people around you, you asking who touched you? You see these million people and you asking who touched you? But he knew that was a touch of faith. Because he said, virtue has come out of me. And it has reached out to the one that have touched me. So this woman let him know that she had touched him. And Jesus said, what did he tell her? How great was her faith. Because people that was um, in covenant didn't grab hold like she did. So Jesus knew. He said, you made whole. You made whole. That means all the way around. What am I telling you today? Faith is not trying to deny something to make it so. 
faith is grabbing hold to the word of God and saying it is so outside of what you see. See, this is what we'll say. What's wrong with y'all? Ain't nothing wrong with my eye. Why your eye jumping like that? Ain't nothing wrong with my eye. I'm the healed of the Lord. I still jumping. Can't even see out that eye. Ain't nothing wrong with my eye, darling. My eye all right now. Don't be telling people something wrong with my eye now. My all right, and then you be trying to hold it open. Something is going on with my eye. But the word says, by Jesus' stripes, my eye was already healed. So even though it's jumping and cutting the food, I, you heal. That's how we operate. You don't deny it to get it. What you do is you supersede it because spiritual supersedes natural. How do we know? Because everything that was made was made supernaturally. So that's why you got to operate in the supernatural. So when Jesus come up on people, getting back to the the tree, y'all, that was not right. When he saw that fig tree, God was taking me back through all of this. He said, that fig tree should have had figs because it was showing in the natural it should have had figs. And Jesus was hungry. Jesus got to that fig tree. He cursed that fig tree. He said, nobody shall eat from you here and forevermore. Guess what? Jesus left the fig tree. Fig tree looked normal. Jesus didn't have to wait for the fig tree to die. He knew by faith when he spoke over that fig tree, that fig tree was dead without him seeing it. So he went about his father's business. His disciples say, Master, the tree that you cursed is dead at the roots. Jesus like, and? And the only thing he said was, have faith in God. Jesus didn't have to sit there and wait for something to happen. Jesus knew it had already happened because he was operating in faith. He was operating in the unseen. That's what faith is, y'all. So God is saying to us today, we are faith overcomers. We overcome the world by faith. When something is happening down here, we ain't denying that it's happening, but we're saying No, supernatural exceeds natural. So this is what I'm speaking today over what's happening right now. This is why you need to be in the word of God to know what the word of God is saying so you will know how to speak over that dead situation. Getting back to Abraham and Sarah. Y'all know the Bible says that Abraham was fully persuaded, right? And it says that when it gets to the word consider, It means that Abraham knew his body was not functioning right. It was old. He knew Sarah was um, barren. He didn't deny those facts. He didn't deny that. That was true. I'm old. You old. We can't have no baby at this time. But I'm fully persuaded at what God said God will do. He said, I'm not basing it upon natural. I'm basing it upon his word, and that's supernatural. So you cannot deny natural, y'all. To get it. But what you do is saying, this is what natural is saying, but this is what the word of God says, and it supersedes natural because everything physical was made by spiritual. 
So you have to go into the word of God and speak those things that be not as though they were. And as you speaking over those things, you're saying, God, I'm standing because this is what you said. And then immediately it will begin to manifest because you're taking God at his word. Y'all remember two weeks ago I told you about our microwave and how the microwave was tore up? Well, was doing some stuff, and my husband said, we got to get another microwave. He had already called a repairman, and he said, you might as well just go ahead and buy you another microwave. You know, you might as well do this. And I'm listening to my husband. I said, I ain't buying nothing. Uh-uh. My budget don't call for no microwave right now. I'm moving a child into college, and I ain't buying no microwave right now. So my husband had unplugged the microwave, y'all, and I went back in there, and I plugged it up. He said, now you can plug it up if you want to warm up something, but make sure you unplug it. Come on, that's natural, right? You want to make sure nothing blow up in your house. But see, I had an unction on the inside of me, leave it plugged up. So on our way, we was getting ready for bed, and my husband said, oh, I unplugged that microwave. I said, why did you unplug that microwave? Well, wisdom is telling me to unplug it because we don't want to sleep here the night and something happened. I said, well, listen here, man. We were in Bible study. Tuesday all night in Bible study, had it plugged up all day, nothing blew up. Plug my microwave back up. So he went in there, he plugged the microwave back up, y'all. Let me tell you. So microwave working fine. So the other day I went in there and I was balling some eggs and the fan came on y'all so loud I hit the button and wouldn't go off. Hit the button and wouldn't go off. Devil say, see, he told you that microwave was too. I said, a devil is a lie. This microwave is gonna work today. I said, God. This microwave is going to work today. I speak to this microwave. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, check your manual. I said, okay. Looked at the manual. The manual said this. When your stove is hot, your microwave will come on by itself. And it will cool off your stove. And it will stay on about an hour. And it will shut itself off. Who did I believe? Some people say, wait, that's just natural. No, because guess what? See, natural would have took that microwave out and bought another one. But see, I waited on supernatural to give me some instructions. I trusted and relied on God because I had an unction on the inside that told me there's nothing wrong with the microwave. So what am I telling you? We move too quick. When things go on, we don't wait on the Lord. We take it upon ourselves to fix stuff. We take it upon ourselves to get anxious, to get worried, because we're figuring that I can go ahead and do this. But Abraham said, I was fully persuaded at what God said that he can also perform. Remember, he said he. Abraham didn't say nothing about himself. He said, I'm just trusting in what God told me. How can Abraham trust in God? Because he spent time with God. He developed a relationship with God. And this is what even his son, y'all, you know he was giving up Isaac. He waited 25 years. Now God said, I want Isaac. Come on, God. But he said, even if he kill him, he got to raise him back up or he'll be a liar. So Abraham still trusted him and was going to kill his son. And God said, now I see that you love me even more than you love your son. He said, don't touch him. I got a ram in the bush. We don't even wait for the rams in the bush, y'all, because we don't trust God. 
When you trust and dependent on him, you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You ain't trying to work it out. And guess what? The Holy Spirit will give you a word in the midst of a dead situation. And the word that he gives you is a word that's coming down from the throne. Because see, Jesus' blood is crying mercy on our behalf. So Jesus is interceding for us every day. And then Jesus will go to the Holy Spirit and say, tell him don't move. And the Holy Spirit be testifying on what Jesus has said. See, Jesus getting his orders for the Father, and all of them are one. So when the Holy Spirit says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, that means don't you move. It don't, it don't mean that you try to work it out yourself, Teresa. It means that I heard what you said. He's not giving you that word for you to work it out. He's giving you that word for you to hear and be obedient and do. That's faith. See, faith don't move on natural, y'all. Faith moves on supernatural. The Bible says that when Abraham and them left the place that they were at, if they were mindful of the country that they come from, they wouldn't have left. Their focus was so much on what God said that they didn't turn back. When we focus on what the word is saying, y'all, we won't turn back. Because we trust the word more than we trust ourselves. If God is telling you, he's given us a Bible full of promises. It said all of his promises are yes and amen in Christ. So if you are in Christ, you have all of his promises. You don't have to try to do nothing to get nothing. Because the way has already been made, just accept the way that's been made. When you pull out a promise from God dealing with your situation, you got to meditate on that promise. You got to trust in that promise. You got to rely on that promise and say, God, this is what your word says. God, I can't move off of what your word is saying. I want to do this right now. But because I trust you, I'm not going to do anything but wait patiently on you. Y'all know how we wait patiently on man when man tell you, I I love this line, I'll get back with you. You don't hear from them in days, sometimes months, and you will call them back and say, well, did you forget about me? No, 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 I had this right here and I had that. But one thing I can say about God, what he's written is written. And evangelists, guess what? The wait is just trusting. But the knowing is, it's already mine. That's what we have to do, y'all. Yes, sometimes it don't look like it's working. But we got to have mountain-moving faith that says, God, this is what your word says. And guess what? God know how long we need to wait. Because God is doing something for us, y'all, in the wait. He's preparing us for the place that he's taken us to so we don't have to go back to that place. So if God is preparing you even right now, why are you in a place? Whether it's a place of healing, healing has already been atoned for. So if God has already healed us, then we got to stand on what his word is telling us. I am the heal, not going to be. I am already the heal. Healing is the children's bread. He sent his word. 
And he's already healed me and delivered me from my destruction. By Jesus' stripes, I was already healed. I'm not saying it to get healed. I'm saying it because it already belongs to me. So don't say to get. Say because you know it's already yours. Just like your car, woman of God. If you go outside and you put that key in your car, you're going to say, this car is going to crank. Even before you put the key in the car, you know it's going to crank. How do we do that, y'all? We get the key, put it in the ignition, crank up. We don't even give it a second thought, man, of whether or not that car going to crank, do we? We just get in the car and don't even give it a second thought whether or not it's going to break down. Do we? Get in the car, go for many miles, not looking for a breakdown or nothing. Go into the word of God and God say you have abundance and no light. That's a lie. I'm broke right now. I ain't got nothing. But we put trust in natural means. More than we do supernatural means. You know why? Because we see in the natural. God said, I want you to start seeing in the supernatural. The only way you can see in the supernatural is through his word. Because the word is your spiritual mirror. So the more you go into the word and meditate on the word, you're going to see yourself having it, even though the natural look like you don't have it. And then eventually it's going to come into the natural where it's already yours. That's how you speak those things. That be not as though they were. God said it was so. And everything that he said was good. He saw what he said. God saw it even before it come into existence. That's what he want us to do as supernatural beings. Whatever you saying, you have to begin to see it. If you don't see what you saying, you ain't believed it yet. Come on, y'all. Somebody give you a negative report. You don't seen yourself dead even before you dead. Come on, they, they tell you this is what's going on right now. You take that at their word. Guess what? A doctor got to see what the x-ray is saying. They tell you what's going on with you, right? He's seeing that for himself. He can't see supernaturally. He only seeing naturally. But as he's telling you what's going on, you're saying, okay, I understand what you're seeing in the natural, but I'm going on what God says. They'll look at you like you crazy. Why? Because you in the super and they're in the natural. So supernatural ain't going to mix. But you don't stop believing your super because natural acting up. Even a lawyer say they're going to jail. They're going to serve 25 years. But God told you before you got there, you ain't going to serve nothing but a year. The lawyer going to say, that's what the law said. Well, let me tell you what the word says. So the word is going to supersede what natural is saying. But you have to spend time with God to hear what God says. And then you got to stand on it. Have you ever noticed you can be standing on something? When God gave me this message, he said, if you let go of it, it'll let go of you. Every morning I would go in there, well, God, now you said, you said, and God, why this ain't happened? I don't understand. God is still here. God, God, this is what your word said. Just quote that word, just quote that word. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit, he said, if you know that's what he said, why are you coming back to him and asking God why it ain't working? And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, when you let go of it, it'll let go of you. I said, I ain't holding on to it. I don't let go of it. He said, no, you babysitting it. Because every day you checking on it to see how it's doing. Come on, we got some it's in the room. You're babysitting it. You're checking on it. How you doing this morning? You still here? You supposed to be gone. What you still doing here? Faith don't do that. 
So y'all, that's how I come up with my sermons. Spending time with God. I'm like, I thought I let go of it. And if you let go of it, you wouldn't be walking the floor with it. Every morning walking the floor with it. Then sit down with it after you get tired and talk to it some more. Mm-hmm. Trying to move and see if everything all right. This is what we do, y'all. That's not faith. Faith going about its business and faith say, I done said it. And this is just what it is because this is what the words say it is. And you go outside of what's happening in the physical. Then next thing you know, it's gone. It left. It been gone a long time and you didn't even notice it. And all of a sudden the enemy put it before you and say, man, you ain't feeling like that no more. Then you start thinking about it and it rise back up. You inviting it right back in the house. Come on, y'all, it's for real. This is true. So it's, your mind controls your body. This is why as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. You, and then this is the key, y'all. When you're trusting God for something and you know his word is true, you got to let go of your associates. You got to let go of people that speak in opposite than you. Even loved ones. When God tells you that you have more than enough and they come over your house and look in your cabinet and eat nothing but a can of pork and beans and they're saying, you over here starving. You could have asked me for some money. You don't have to live on pork and beans. I can buy you a fish sandwich or something. God don't want you to live like that. That ain't God. Then you'd be like, that sure ain't God. I could have got me a piece of fish today. <laughs> they done changed your witness because God wants you to trust him. He does. He wants you to trust him. Um, this minister was saying that he was trusting God, him and his wife, but he did it the wrong way, y'all. He was begging God every morning. You know, he wanted something to eat. He wanted to make sure his wife ate. And God, I'm quoting your word, and we ain't getting no food, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And God began to speak to him. He said, you trying it. He said, you trying to do it yourself. He said, if you trust in me and you living by faith, you knowing that I have already done it. You thanking me for what I already done. So you need to change what you're doing. So he said he began to change what he was doing. He began to thank God that he had already had it and giving God glory for it. He said, next thing he knew, he got a knock at the door. And this man said, I've been having these steaks for over I don't know how long to give to you and your wife. But I've been missing you every time. See, God has a way of doing things, y'all. And God is going to test us to see if we're going to trust him. Because sometimes we say we trust him and we really don't. So when you really trust God, you trust in him outside of your five senses. That's the natural. Supernatural is saying, God, I don't have to see it to know that it's already done. Go back through the New Testament. People, the man with the withered arm. He didn't say his arm wasn't withered, did he? Jesus said, scratch out that arm. That's a withered arm, but he said, scratch it out, right? He did it by faith. The next thing you know, he was healed. Two blind men. They didn't say they wasn't blind. They were hollering. Have mercy. Making noise. They knew Jesus was in town. Have mercy. Have mercy on us. We blind. And Jesus said, do you believe that I can do this? Yes, according to your faith. Be it unto you. He didn't take out the blindness. He didn't take out the leprosy. He didn't take out none of that. He just asked them, you know, you've got to trust me. If you trust me, then this right here don't have to be. Because the faith I give you supersede natural faith. 
So this is where God wants us today. So this is what we're going to do in this room today. Don't say stuff to make it happen. Say it because you know it's already happened. Are we going to have trials and tribulations throughout saying? Mm-hmm. But he said it, didn't he? He said, in me, you will have peace, but in the world, you will have tribulations, but be of a good cheer because I have overcome the world. So we have to remind ourselves that we are faith overcomers. Even though the gas prices may be one way, God, I thank you that I already have more than enough. Because God, you're not going to leave me in a state like this because I'm a king's kid. So I have more than enough to do what I need to do. That need to be spoken before things change. Didn't Joseph was a part of a famine, but God used Joseph to bring him out of a famine? Even if you're in the midst of a famine, he's going to take care of you because he's going to manifest himself. So quit acting like you of the world you in it but you not of it so we have to speak totally different from the world they would call us crazy but then they'd be over our house eating i'm crazy now huh what you eating so this is what we're gonna do we are faith overcomers so whatever you come into this house with today the word already says this by jesus stripes you were already healed. That means you don't have to wait on it. It's already a done deal. You don't even have to sit there and say, let me see if I feel this or if I feel that. Now, there is a gift of faith that believes the impossible. We have that gift. If you're born again and you have the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you and you accepted the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you got the gifts of the Spirit. You have the um, working of miracles. You have the gift of healing. You have the gift of faith. You have all of that, right? You have the word of knowledge. You have prophecy. All of that you have. But let me tell you when those gifts are in operation as the spirit wills. So if there's someone that may be on their dying bed, God could stir up the working of miracles through somebody. And immediately, instantaneously, they're healed. They're coming off that dying bed. Resurrection power, they're coming off. But then there's the faith that we have, y'all, that God has given us, which is his faith, that we stand doing all to stand, believing what God said outside of what's happening. That faith is not dependent on somebody to come in the room and do it for us. It's totally dependent on him to say, I already have it if Teresa never show up. But if God operates in a gift through somebody, he will have that gift in operation to say, you already heal and instantly the pain will already be gone. But then it might be a faith you standing on that you have to wait and know it's already done. Even though I'm feeling the pain, God said it, God meant what he said, and I already have it. So see, you got to know the difference. And when you stand on faith and not waiting on workings of miracles or the gifts of healing, guess what? You really in a place with God because you're saying, God, nobody have to come to my house. That's how the centurion did. You don't have to come to my house. Speak the word, and my servant will already be healed. That's that faith. They're saying, I don't don't need nobody to come to my house. God already spoke it to me. I believe it. It's already done. But if God sends somebody to your house, he is going to do a work because he sent them to you. So let's quit waiting on people to come to us, and let's grab hold to what we have here and now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things 
not yet seen. So whatever you believe in for today, guess what? God has already supplied it through his son. It's already yours. So today with this blanket, this here, just one touch, you got to come up here believing that whatever you've been seeking, that you've been asking God for, whatever you've been standing on, is yours right now. It's yours for the taking. Amen? Athea, give me a song. And we're going to have um, people don't come up here and rush <laughs> and, and be grabbing, 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 because I believe God is, is doing a work right now. So don't try to do something to get something. You coming up here because you know it's already yours. Everything you need, God has wrapped it up right here and now. Everything you need, healing, deliverance, prosperity, joy, fulfillment, everything you need, it's right here, right now. This is just a point Just one of touch. Contact. That's all I need from Jesus. Amen? So just let's start from the back and Amen. move up to the front. We can get into a line. Those that are believing God, whatever you believe in God for, know that it's already yours. Come up here just with the knowing. Say, God is mine. I don't have to see it to believe it. I'm not going to be like Thomas. Blessed are those who have not seen, Just but yet still believe. Amen? Of your precious soul. Oh, oh, Glory, God. Just one word from you.